This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, November 14th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Vilsack likes Dems' rule focus. Tariffs hurting Missouri and Kansas. And Japan moves to approve trade pact with the U.S. Vilsack praises rule attention from 2020 Democrats. Former Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says he appreciates the focus Democratic presidential contenders have placed on rural America. Speaking yesterday at the National Association of Farm Broadcasting's annual convention in Kansas City, Vilsack said by developing specific plans for farm country, candidates can better understand the issues facing rural residents. The former Obama administration official said, I don't think you want parties that ignore folks in rural places. I don't think you want parties that take folks for granted in rural places. He said, I don't think you can lump rural America into all of America. I think there are unique challenges that need to be addressed in a unique way. And I think these plans that folks have put out are doing that. The plans vary from candidate to candidate, but generally emphasize climate resilience, rural broadband, and protecting the family farm. U.S. maintains lowest food costs. A new analysis by economists at the American Farm Bureau Federation show how good U.S. consumers have it when it comes to what they pay for food. Americans spend just 4.8% of disposable income on food at home. That's compared to 7.7% for all high-income countries on average. Those figures don't count the cost of food purchased at restaurants or other establishments. Now take note, Germany, Poland, and Hungary have all seen food costs come down over the last decade, and the Brits are paying less in recent years, too. Poles spend about 11% of their income on food in 2008. Today, they're spending less than 6%. Elsewhere, in Mexico, an upper-middle-income country, consumers spending 9.2% of disposable income on food at home, nearly twice as much as Americans. In poorer countries, of course, food takes up a much higher share of income. In African countries like Nigeria, Ethiopia, Kenya, and in Asian countries such as Myanmar and Bangladesh and Asia, People spend more than 50% of their income on food. Report details cost of tariffs in Kansas and Missouri. According to new data, retaliatory tariffs have cost farmers, businesses, and consumers in two Midwestern states a combined $677 million in import taxes. Data released by Tariffs Hurt the Heartland, a nationwide campaign against tariffs, Show Missouri businesses have paid an extra $454 million in import taxes on products subject to Trump administration tariffs, while exports have faced $260 million in new retaliatory tariffs. In Kansas, businesses have paid an extra $223 million in import taxes, and Kansas exports have faced $157 million in retaliatory tariffs. American Soybean Association Vice President Bill Gordon says the report hammers home the idea of this tariff is not paid by China. It's paid for by American companies, consumers, and American farmers. According to THH, since the trade war began in February 2018, American consumers and businesses have paid an additional $38 billion. Japan lawmakers seen voting on U.S. trade pact next week. Japan's parliament is tentatively scheduled to begin voting next week on a trade pact with the U.S., that according to local press reports. 
The lower house is expected to take up the pact on Wednesday, and the other half of Japan's diet, the House of Counselors, or Upper House, is then expected to begin consideration of the trade deal on Thursday, that according to a report from Nippon.com. The Japan Times reports that the Diet originally hoped to hold votes this week, but complications arose after opposition lawmakers demanded minutes of summit meetings between Prime Minister Shinzo Abe and President Donald Trump be released. Both houses are expected to approve the pact, allowing for implementation on January 1, a stated goal of the Trump administration. Trump and Abe announced in September that the two countries had reached an agreement on the first phase of a trade pact that promises to be a major boon for U.S. ag commodities like beef, pork, and wheat. Japan agreed under the deal to cut or eliminate tariffs on $7.2 billion worth of U.S. ag commodities and install new quotas to further boost imports of U.S. farm goods. Keep in mind... Some U.S. commodities like rice that would have gotten increased access to Japan under the Trans-Pacific Partnership will not benefit under the bilateral deal. But U.S. and Japanese negotiators are already working on subsequent packs to follow up on the first phase, and the U.S. lawmakers plan to take a closer look at the status of those talks next week. The House Ways and Means Trade Subcommittee will next week uh, meet on Wednesday for a hearing focusing on the prospects for a second phase agreement that would cover U.S.-Japan trade, quote, in a comprehensive manner. EPA official defends proposal on use of data in decisions. A high-ranking EPA official is disputing news accounts of changes to a proposal to implement the agency's secret science regulation. The New York Times reported this week that a supplemental proposal that has been sent to the White House for review would prevent the agency from implementing significant regulations unless all underlying data and models, including medical information, were made public. The original proposal would have required the release of dose-response data and models. EPA science advisor Orme Zavaleta told the House Science Committee the supplemental proposal was not the one sent to the White House, but did not provide details of the differences. Democrats attacked EPA's plan, saying it would prevent enactment of important health regulations. Republicans defended it, though ranking member Frank Lucas of Oklahoma said it needed some work. Vietnam's economic growth offers opportunity. Vietnam is still a lower-middle-income country, but its GDP is rising. Consumers are spending more on food, and imports are increasing, according to a new report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Vietnamese consumers want more processed foods and ingredients for processed foods like poultry, beef, tree nuts, potatoes, sausages, and bakery products. All of that translates into an opportunity for the U.S., which is already the fifth largest supplier of foods to Vietnam behind China, India, Hong Kong, and Thailand, according to FAS. The rate of urbanization of Vietnam reached 38% in 2018, and Vietnam added six new cities in 2017, reaching a total of 819 cities, according to the FAS in the report. All these factors contribute to the dynamic food market in Vietnam. Here's today's He Said It. I don't know about the politics of it. I know it's the right thing to do. And I'm glad folks have finally awakened to it. And frankly, 
I think if we had awakened to it sooner, it's conceivable that we would have had better success in some of our previous elections. That Tom Vilsack on Rural Voter Outreach. Well, that is Daybreak for this Thursday, November 14th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jack Daly.